on your part. Those are loud. No, no, but like when I was using those, I couldn't hear anything. Check one, two, hot mic. Hello, hello. Man, that's fine. <laughs> I can hear these guys good. All right, you guys ready? Mm -hmm. So I'll do a bio for both of you guys. Um, you're actually our first multiple podcast. Cool. There we go. Yeah, and then we'll just literally, I'll keep track. I'll do an intro, I'll do an outro. Um, Let's just talk stuff about like you guys like to talk about. All right, we ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Welcome to the On Track and Field podcast. I'm your host, JT Ayers. We're live. We're in Caesar's Palace. I've been here all morning, and you're probably hearing this at a different time than right now. But we are live. I'm looking at two dudes in real life, not a podcast, and they're distance runners, so they're skinny. But you guys run a lot, and you're good-looking dudes. It's so cool to be here on remote at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas and on trackandfield.com. On Track and Field is a company that puts this thing on. They make it all possible. And you know what else they make possible? You getting stuff that you need to give your athletes the best opportunity to succeed. Guild Fusion 10 blocks, stopwatches, spikes, a high jump pit, whatever. Even a, even a garage barn that can go over your pit, which I'm trying to, I need a quote on Steve. All right, so with me right now, are two of the actually most exciting distance runners that my athletes like to watch, Hobbs and Morgan. Hobbs uh, Kessler, is that correct? Yep. Yep. And Morgan Beetlescomb. Beetlescomb. Nailed it. I did? Yes. Great. I've been actually practicing all day. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so uh, Morgan. Morgan went to Michigan State. Go green. Go white. Yep, and I had to say that for my best friend Kyle. Um, 2021 NCAA Indoor Championship. And you turned pro just not too long ago, and man, you just took off. And I know you, you and I were just talking off podcast about being in Flagstaff, you doing road races, talking about all the stuff that's coming up. Man, it's so cool to watch you succeed in your homegrown Michigan. For sure. For sure. And then explain to me, like I lived in Port Huron, Michigan for a little bit, which if you're looking at your hand, which we all have to do, I'm like on the upper thumb, and you were just south of that, correct? Yeah, right on the thumb knuckle. Thumb knuckle. Yeah, yeah. the lower thumb knuckle. That's right. Now, before Hobbs, we'll get to you in a second. You didn't go to college because you're the boy wonder, but you, um, why did you go to Michigan State? Was that something that you always thought was a boyhood dream? Yeah. Um, when I went on my visit there, I just loved it. I mean, we grew up, I was a Spartan family. I was in a Spartan family. I gave Michigan a chance. I took a visit there and I enjoyed it, but I feel like I just fit in at Michigan State so much more. Uh, very blue collar. Guys just love to grind, love to get better. And not all the super talented guys went there, but the guys who did go there really improved. And um, yeah, I felt like that was that was just the best spot for me. Well, you certainly improved. It's really cool. And, and we were even talking about mileage, which I'm sure we'll get into in a second, because you said something really interesting that I want to get back to in a second. Mm -hmm. But Hobbs, you did not go to college because no. you're a freak. And <laughs> um, But I want to talk about that for a second. Why did you thought, and by the way, like I know, well, when did you start running? Freshman year of high school. Yeah, and you did other stuff before that, correct? Yeah, mostly rock climbing. Okay. Who is a rock climber that comes out and becomes this phenom? Like, when did you when did you turn into a runner? Um, probably wasn't until the later, like second half of high school. I wasn't I wasn't a stud freshman or sophomore or anything. I only broke five minutes in the mile. So, in terms of high school, I could developed um, a little later. But I really used COVID. Like I had nothing else to do, so I'm like I'm just gonna see how good I, running I can get, and I got really good really quick. And Why'd you decide to go pro? 
Um, I just there are a few reasons, but um, really it's like I had just a, such a good opportunity that I couldn't pass up. Um, and part of that opportunity was the ability to stay with um, with like the people that had made me um, be successful. And like, why would you leave someone that, that was working? Um, and just like the way the way like uh, contracts work is like like I feel like I want to um, cash in while my stock was high. Yeah, that's true. I know Morgan, you and I were talking about that a little bit earlier too. When you guys look at your contracts, and I know you both are Adidas, and, I, and I've talked to a lot of Adidas athletes. They're very well taken care of. Adidas does take care of you guys really well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do, yeah. you, do you guys look at that contract and then you negotiate with it? Or you're like, this looks good. How does that all work? Um, most of the negotiation was done by my agent. And then, yeah, I looked at the, we get a proposal, final proposal. It's like, hey, these are just the bare bones numbers. And uh, I think the only thing I, I requested was just more stuff for the roads because I wanted to, I saw myself hitting the roads a few times a year. And that was the only thing that I asked for um, when I got mine. And then a few weeks I had the final contract. So Morgan, you're a 5K guy. Yes. Yeah. And, but Adidas does want you doing other stuff, correct? Do you, you walk yeah. me through that? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So there's a range of things that they want me to do. Um, they have times standard and event standards listed from uh, the 1500 to the 5k or the 10k on the track and then they have things listed half marathon marathon on the roads so yeah i can no. do whatever Hobbs, you're not a 5k guy uh, i wouldn't say i'm not um i, I don't i don't really want to like categorize myself as any like anything but i would say i'm like primarily a miler that's like where my talent really lies but part of the cool thing about being a miler is like I feel like I can run an 800, I feel like I can run a, a 5K, you know, it's, a, it's like a versatile, like you need the strength and you need the speed. So Morgan, um, you talked about mileage, I asked you, because in Michigan, as I know, because I lived there for a little bit, I did have to walk a mile uphill both ways to my bus stop, <laughs> right? I'm sure you yeah. did as well. And um, I asked you about mileage, because that's always the question that everyone asks you about mileage, and you said something really interesting. So you weren't a big high mileage guy. Mm -mm. Um, you know, what, what were you and I talking? I just want to kind of set you up a little bit. Yeah. Talk about mileage and the advice you have for kids that are coming up. Yeah, so in middle school, high school, mileage is really arbitrary, in my opinion. Um, you got to make sure that you're getting the most out of your week, but you don't need to just fill in a bunch of junk miles. If you're somebody that benefits from running long and having longer base runs, like that's fine, but that's normally something you figure out when you're older. Um, really, if you're not super careful, you can mess yourself up pretty bad as a young athlete if you overdo it. So, yeah, that was something I stayed away from. Um, just most of my mileage was workouts, and then I had one weekly longer run that I focused on. Now that you're pro, you're top of the game, you're mm -hmm. one of the best out there. What's your mileage look like now? Uh, it ranges from 85 miles a week when I'm in season, and this past few weeks I've been at like 60-ish. But then when I'm really training, the next few weeks will be 95 to 100. So it range, it fluctuates. And you, you were in Flagstaff for a little bit, and now mm -hmm. you're back in Michigan? Uh, I was in Flagstaff for October and November, and uh, we're about to head Flag right after this. So tomorrow. And you guys train together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah same coach. Same coach, okay. Same coach. Yeah, Morgan had to call Hobbs. I, I, I want this to be on the record because he was late, he was sleeping, <laughs> and he had to run down. But it, Caesars Palace is humongous. It takes me 15 minutes to walk around, took Hobbs yeah. two minutes to get here. So he is fast. Yeah. No, we, uh, I mean, normally I'm the late one <laughs> to practice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have a bunch of guys pretty lax on time. <laughs> That's great. Well, you're distance runners, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, we'll get there. We're lazy. <laughs> so, yeah, right. That's not how I would categorize you. 
um, Hobbs, what about mileage for you? I know you're a miler and you're working on speed a lot more than probably Morgan is, but I know speed's also paramount. And um, when you're looking at your training, because you're still a young guy, are they looking at your future from now for the next five years? Are they like, hey, no, now's the time. Let's cash in. We yeah. got Budapest. Let's get you in the mile and, or even the 1500 and let's kill it. Yeah, I, I would say I have like a, a pretty like long view on stuff. Like, we're really focused on development. Um, like I, I definitely don't want to cash in now. Like I would like to be running until I'm in my early 30s um, professionally. Um, but we've, we've experimented with, with a lot of different things. In high school, I ran really low mileage, um, and I just ran hard a lot. Um, as I get older, like I'm finding myself like wanting to develop more aerobically. My mileage is a little higher, but um, I feel like there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, um, and I've, I've gotten really fit off of low mileage and high mileage, and um, right now I'm more of like a high mileage thing. That's like that's what it's working for me, but um, I'm like, I don't know, I'm not super like fixated on it, I suppose. It's more just like the consistency over a long period of time. Like you can run 100 miles a week for a few weeks and get hurt and then run zero. So I figure that the total sum is better than, than like the sexy like number of, of what you hit in one week. Right. It makes a nice tweet, but yeah. end of the day, what does that really do for Strava you? Strava post. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, weight room. You guys ever ever look at it? I mean, you guys oh, ever yeah. there? Yeah. Explain, you know, because that's typically something that distance runners shy away from. Yeah. So it's something that uh, I shied away from in high school just because I didn't have a running specific coach. Um, and then I got really into it the last couple of years in college when we had running specific programs. Um, now we work out, we have a suite set up in a pole barn and we, yeah, it's, it's actually nice. Fun. Yeah. So, um, we work out in a heated pole barn and <laughs> we have a program. We go in three times a week. Most of the time, uh, uh, weights aren't really involved the entire time so one one day a week it's like body weight stuff mm -hmm. and uh flexibility mobility and then um one week we do the heavy sexy strength stuff um and then the other day is kind of in between you both are pretty new to being pro mm -hmm. you know how has your life changed i mean are the demand still the same is it a lot easier because especially i mean going into a high academic institution like michigan state you had to balance both those things. I mean, gosh, you were in high school and you had to figure out how to go to prom and do school <laughs> and do running and at a high level because you were traveling and doing these crazy cool races. Like, how has your guys' life changed at all? To be honest, like, mine hasn't changed since, like, I guess in the last three years since 2020. Like, I've kind of been, like, living the pro runner life since I was a junior in, in, uh, in high school just because COVID shut everything down. So I was like... I'm gonna focus on running, um, and then I never went back to in-person school after after my junior year, like just the way my district was set up. So it was online classes. So I just did what I had to do, like in school, and and traveled. So it really doesn't feel that that different than to what I'm doing now. What about you, Morgan? Yeah, um, it's a lot different for me. Uh, I was online the last two years of college, two and a half years of college, and. Um, I, uh, just like Hobbs, focused on running a lot. I upped my mileage, saw what I could do there, um, just had more time. I, that's when I got into more weight stuff and strength training. Um, but I was also working on a master's degree, right. um, had a lot of time to spend there. I, the classes were online, but I would go in person and work in person. Uh, so I was working on campus the entire time. And then when I went pro, it was like, okay, less of these fluffy, like, you can win this meet easily races and now it's every meet is really big so yeah consistently racing some of the best in the world that's definitely different um it's a little bit higher stress because 
now I'm bankrolling everything or everything's coming out of some like some form of my pocket whether it's money that Adidas says I can spend on travel or you know if I go over that like I gotta okay I gotta um, pay for this myself is it worth it or can I get this race paid for like more of the secretary work but yeah you do that you do that secretarial work um, my agent will do some of that Hobbs and I have the same agent so that's why we're here Uh, he'll do a lot of that but it's a lot of like okay what race can I get into and still there's still those things to figure out some not all athletes will do that it's different for every athlete Um, I think Hobbs you're a little bit more go with the flow as it pertains to racing on that front so yeah yeah that another thing about like that is a big difference like high school is like it's like there's like no easy pro races um Mm -hmm. like every race like there are people like it's their career it's their job they want to win so no one's like going to show up and phone it in like everyone's everyone's fighting for like for for the win Mm -hmm. like crazy so um yeah that that took a little adjusting like to like being like the top dog in high school like feeling like untouchable then i'm like everyone is really good like nothing nothing comes easy explain the community with distance running you guys train together well and i know you guys have separate plans too yeah but how important it is even in high school cross country hops you do cross country too yeah yeah okay so we both you guys were cross country guys both you guys went into track now you're primarily just track um but what does it look like for the community of running like what advice do you have for kids that have never done anything or want to find running to be a passion for them I would say like making friends in running is is the best way to like um, have success in it in the future. Like that's one of the things that really sucked me into it is just being on a cross country team. Like I just really liked being on the team with the guys and hanging out. And um, like when you got a good community around you, like it doesn't even feel like you're running. It just feels like you're hanging out with your friends, but you're also doing your job at the same time. Um, so just surround yourself with with people that like want to get good at running and that are also like fun and easy to be around. Um, and, and that, that like will, are willing to work with you to get better. Yeah, we definitely have a good time in Ann Arbor. We had a great time in Michigan State, and even in high school, like all my friends were just a blast. So that, that made it a lot easier to get out the door and do the harder runs and the harder workouts. Um, and yeah, just having fun with it as a whole, finding something to do. I mean, it's not just the people. The people are huge, but we, I mean, the travel now is amazing. Um, the travel in college was amazing and like going to all these different places so just making the most of everything the relationships and the travel and the training just getting better is a is a lot of fun too Morgan something that really pressed upon me and people have talked about it is your kick like what the heck dude Where, <laughs> how how I mean what why do you have that and no one else has that is um, it the facial hair what's happening <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah um, I see Hobbs is trying to grow a little mustache yeah. too yeah yeah, I, it's I want gonna him be to gone keep in it. about an hour. No, no, no. You know what? He said he's gonna shave it every day, and I, I tell him I've been able to talk him out of it every time, but I, it keeps coming back to it. You cannot shave it. Just maybe trim the beard, and it'll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. Come in. Leave the stash. Come on. Yeah, leave the stash. It looks good. I it's a podcast, it so nobody can yeah. see any of it. It's this, unfortunate. Um, it, we gotta get some pictures. It in just here. looks like there's a little dirt rubbed on my <laughs> on my lip. That's about it. No. Okay, so it the good. kick, man. What? How? Uh, I think it comes from just strength and. I mean, I kind of missed that, and uh, I missed it in indoor this year, I felt like, but in uh, Manchester, I, I did find it going up that last hill in Connecticut, and it's just willingness to go to a place that people don't go. Um, Do you train for that, or is that something just intrinsic inside of you? Yeah, of course we train for that. Um, 
and it's just being able to keep your mechanics when you're tired hmm. um, but I don't have I mean Hobbs we just did uh we just did strides and some time strides and he uh he kicked my butt but I don't have the highest top end speed but I can access most of my top end speed when I'm tired um and that's something that guys like Woody Kincaid do well they can just go to a place that people can't go and I mean I think I think even with Hobbsley, we found that in your 1500 when you ran 3:34. We found that uh, we found that in your 1000 this year in at Michigan, and we saw that in uh, the 3K in Boston. It's like we. I think that's something that we in Ann Arbor have in common, and that's something that you can see with the personalities and groups is that uh, that grit. Yeah, so it's it's evident, but it's that's what it comes down to is just grit. What a cool way to define yourselves. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I do think like a lot of people are like, like I got like, I didn't have any speed at the end. There. Like I gotta like do more speed. I gotta do more speed. And um, <laughs> it's like a lot of the kick is like it's like you gotta be like strong enough to like be f- able to access it. You know, it's yeah. not just like the raw speed. It's like it's like about being able to access access it at the end of the race. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of counterintuitive. But like I think Morgan and I found like at least for us like a lot of a lot of the kick is more aerobic. Um, like whatever it is, getting getting to 1200, feeling fresher than the guy next to you will will help your kick yeah. more than like like hammering speed work all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a different. We I use the term uh, absolute speed and available speed. Hmm. So absolute speed is your absolute top end. What can you run fresh? Like that's that's what sprinters are. At what distance do you consider absolute speed? We train between 40 and 100 meters absolute speed. Oh, really? Um, we'll do like 150s where we get to that. You're for talking about sprinter stuff. Meters. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do stuff where we get okay. We're gonna do 150s, but the last 50 is all out. So that's your absolute. That's more of your absolute speed. And you time it? Yeah. Do you use free lap or stopwatches? Uh, we use our watches. Oh, you use it? Okay. Uh, yeah. It's probably not the watch. most accurate, but no, absolutely makes not. Us feel good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I mean, bad. When you run through an 11.7 and you're like, yeah, it was a running start, but that's okay. Close enough. Hey, uh, flying hundreds is still yeah, a thing. Exactly. Yeah. We do, yeah, we do a lot of those. Um, that's, your, that's your absolute speed. But your available speed is what comes from that strength. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a big difference. When you guys are talking about mechanics, mm-hmm. how often do you actually work on mechanics? I mean, especially for a miler, I mean, you got to think about how, how much force you're putting into the ground. What is mm-hmm. your posture? What is your knee? You know, like you have to think about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're trying to access that at the end of a 5K too, mm-hmm. do you guys are, are you guys going over wickets? Are you guys going, I mean, what does it look like? How do you train mechanics, biomechanics as a distance runner? Well, that's yeah. what drills are for. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of different, different ways we do it. Um, we, we, like Morgan said earlier, like we lift heavy and we do a lot of plyometrics. Um, wait, wait. You said you lift heavy? Oh, we uh, lift for, heavy. For us, at least. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you like deadlifting? Yeah, yeah, deadlifting, hip thrust, squats, all that. Um, Steve, you hearing this? Yeah. All the sexy um, lifts, yeah. yeah. all the sexy Oh, lifts. no, no, no. I'm a big, I'm a big deadlifter. I, I'm, yeah, trap I'm with bar you. deadlift. That's like, that's like the main thing. Are you telling me you trap bar deadlift heavyweight? You mass specific force it? Do you know, know what that, that means? means? No. <laughs> Absolutely not, but we lift heavy. Well, we do that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to put a, a title on it. Okay. By the way, what you're saying right now is a big deal. Yeah. Cross-country kids across the, the world that have to generate force into the ground are not yeah. doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I was like weights, um, I like take my drills pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. But also, like when you start getting tired, uh, our coach is really, really honest about like keeping your arms tight, like not like let not letting mm-hmm. your head go up or down like really like um staying normal yeah staying normal. yeah really um 
holding yourself accountable and he holds us accountable like when you're tired to maintain your form and practice because if you if you practice running fast tired with bad form you're gonna do that in a race um, yeah. and tie up so um, it, it, it's uh, would say a pretty big part of our coaches program is mm-hmm. is uh, that accountability the for the form okay yeah and I mean drills it, weights as a high schooler distance runner can be risky because it's just one more thing to sure. to spend energy on um, so the big thing that those kids should work on would be like plyometrics, just body weights and drills, you know, your skips, your lateral, your lateral work, your lunges, um, and just, you know, kinesthetic awareness. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing where all your parts are. As Morgan, you-, you sound like a coach. <laughs> is this, is this your future? Uh, I don't know. After the next I, 15, 20 years of running. Look, I was supposed to be an engineer a year ago. I thought I was going to be an engineer at Michelin like a year ago. So I don't know what my <laughs> what That's my amazing. next step is. Distance runners are always smart. It's it, why 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 is that always the case? I have no idea. I know, it is funny. It's a sport where you don't have to do much thinking. You listen to your coach and you and you race hard. But. You do better when you think less. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> yeah, that's <right>. funny. <laughs> well, guys, um, I can't thank you enough for coming to the podcast. We don't have a lot of distance runners because it's hard to nail these people down. <laughs> but having you guys here right now, I know it's noisy in the in our conference hall. Everyone's eating and stuff. Um, you guys, it's easy to be fans in you. It's really fun to be fans for you. I appreciate um, that. Well, so yeah, I mean, I know I'm in Southern California, but our podcast listeners are all over the world. And um, Budapest? Hopefully. Budapest. Budapest. We got to get through USA's first. Yeah. Oh, easy, the right? Team in the world to make, yeah. Oh, of course. That's why everyone wants to run for Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just called out Ben. <laughs> um, well, guys, thank you enough for coming on the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OnTrackAndField.com and RelayBatons.com. Just stick around. Steve, our CEO, is going to let you know how to get in contact with them more on social media. But, guys, before I leave, where can we follow you guys on social media? I actually think we already follow each other, but where else can we follow each other on social media? Like, let the audience know. All right. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's it's Hobbs.Kessler. Um, so give me a follow. If you see me at a meet, come say hi. Do you have a TikTok too because you're like 19? Dude, uh, I, I, I'm, I, don't, I, don't got the, I don't got the juice for a TikTok. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the action is the juice. Uh, what about you, Morgan? Oh, I'm on Instagram, runcymorg. That's a... Uh, yeah, that's about it. Or or Facebook, because I'm old. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur. That's great. Hey, guys, we wish you the best of luck, and thanks for joining us. Steve, take us away. Thanks to our guests, Hobbs Kessler and Morgan Beatlescombe, for joining us on this week's On Track and Field podcast. The On Track and Field podcast is powered by RelayBatons.com. Custom engraved and meet in competition legal relay batons. Perfect for team branding, meet awards, senior gifts as they graduate out, new school records and promposals. Plus, we do custom engraved water bottles and tumblers. And by OnTrackAndField.com, cross country and tracks one-stop source for everything you need for a successful season, competition gear, spikes, training equipment, and shoes. OnTrackAndField.com has everything you need. And make sure to check out our new website, OnTrackRunning.com, your new source for competition and training shoes. Featuring Saucony, Brooks, On Running, New Balance, Asics, and Hoka shoes and spikes. OnTrackRunning.com. And make sure to follow us on our socials at OnTrack, the letter N, Field, at OnTrackAndField on Twitter and Instagram. 